LeeTDickey.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here, comedian, actor, producer, reviewer, and welcome to the Lee Dickey TV YouTube channel. If this is your first time here, please hit the subscribe button, ring that bell, and turn on notifications so you never miss another upload. Please do follow me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lee T. Dickey and visit my official website, LeeTDickey.com. If you would, please subscribe to both my podcasts, the Beats and Speaks podcast and Yo Nostalgia. Please do comment, like, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts as well. Please and thank you. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. But thanks for tuning in to the Lee Dickey TV YouTube channel. I really appreciate it. Now let's get on to today's video. My first impressions of the America's Most Wanted revival currently at Fox being hosted by Elizabeth Vargas. Let's get to them right now. Alright, so this America's Most Wanted revival is being hosted by Elizabeth Vargas at Fox. Now, when I first heard of this America's Most Wanted revival, I hate to even say that I kind of glanced over it. It was just a small little blurb, you know, on a news site that I came across last year in early last year where it was announced that Fox would be bringing back the show. I don't know whether or not it was announced that Elizabeth Vargas would be the host of the show, but it was just a blurb that said Fox planning to bring back America's Most Wanted. And I was actually really happy because I have been a fan of the show since I've been a regular viewer since like high school, my teen years. Now granted, I practically grew up with the show uh, being that I was born about a year after it hit the air, and I just, you know, it was something that was always there on the weekends, you know, when I was watching, say, like, Fox television, because that's the network that the show airs on, and it just, it was there, right? Like, I was a fan of Cops as a kid, the TV show, which is now airing on the Paramount Network, and it was like, five, like, that was the go-to network for me as a kid, you had Fox with... America's Most Wanted, Cops, The Simpsons, Married with Children, etc., etc. When it comes to America's Most Wanted, like, you know, as a kid, I didn't watch much of it, even though I did pop in and out, just because, like, the nature of the crimes that were covered and the nature of the program itself, I'm not the demo as a child, right, as a five, six, seven-year-old kid, and I tried to watch it because I had friends that were older and they would want to watch it, but it would like legitimately give me nightmares, and I would always get a bit more sort of antsy. I'd get a, a little more of alert or put on alert or put, you know, not so at ease if, say, like, you know, Walsh would announce that, oh, well, this fugitive has connections to Canada, and this is where the show comes to you from, and I'm just a bit like, uh, could be in my backyard, don't want that, okay. And it would just constantly, you know, in the back of my mind as a kid, your mind goes everywhere. And it was just like, gnaw at me that, like, they could be in Canada. Even though this is a stateside show, it would just gnaw at me constantly. Like, I'd constantly be looking over my shoulder for just some reason. Because that's just, as a kid, your mind runs away from you. And it can happen as an adult, too, but far less so, in my opinion. But when I was a kid, it was just like that active imagination. Your mind goes everywhere. And that was just one of the reasons I stayed away from the show until I was in high school, even though it was always around. It was always on the air. I'd always see it. 
I just wouldn't watch it as much. What I will say as a fan of the show, John Walsh, and as someone who's worked in television and media production, this show, whatever it was trying to accomplish, it accomplished that, and it has a mood, and it set that atmosphere really, really well. From the narration, from whoever it was, John Walsh, Ron David, uh, Don LaFontaine, Wes Johnson, they set that really well. The narration, whoever was chosen as the narrator, was expertly picked, and they set the mood really, really well. Those voices set the atmosphere. For me as a fan and as somebody who, like I said, has worked in television production and in media, like, it's just, that's it's really well set and it's really well executed. I can't say enough great things about it. I came into the show on a regular basis when uh, Don LaFontaine was still narrating, because uh, he narrated the show for, I think, 12 seasons and then passed away at the end of 2008, somewhere in there. And then uh, Wes Johnson came in for the remainder of its original Fox run from uh, 2008 to 2012. You had, I think, Ron David before that. And John Walsh for the first two or three seasons that the show was on the air. And then they just went with other narrators after that. But it was just really well set, really well executed, and really well put together. It just set this mood. It was dark. It was sort of ominous. And it was it's a program of a serious nature because it's, you know, America's most wanted. The crimes that are happening in the U.S. that kind of needed to say had a... Just kind of needed a light shown on them more, needed to be profiled more, if you will. And I just think that the show executed it and just knocked it out of the park from that standpoint really, really well. To compare and contrast these iterations of the shows, the original John Walsh run and this Elizabeth Vargas version of the show, it just, with John Walsh, I always had like this sense of urgency. It was always like, in your face it was right there and you just needed to get it done now right because he i think he's coming at it from the view of someone who's been impacted by some of the crimes that they cover you know if you don't know uh, about john walsh you can look him up the, the information's out there trust me you can find out why you know i always fa- felt this sense of urgency with john walsh just because of his story, his family's story, and you can put two and two together and figure out why I, for lack of a better term, like he was the perfect face, perfect host for the show during its original run and even the lifetime run that they had for a season or two after Fox had canceled the show for the final time during his tenure as host. I just think, you know, with Walsh, there was always that sense of urgency, like we got to get these guys, we got to get them now. It just, let's get him off the streets, let's get him put behind bars and all that. With Vargas, I don't feel that, you know? And I'm not knocking her for it. She's a television journalist and a television host. I mean, she was an anchor on um, 2020 and ABC World News Tonight. It's just, she's a journalist, right? They don't, she's, from what I gather and from what I know of television production, working in news environments, sort of like talk shows and stuff like that, behind the scenes every presenter every host has their own method and she's approaching it the only way she knows how as a, as a journalist and as a television host whereas Walsh was coming at it completely differently like he had that sense of urgency because 
he fell victim to a you know what his son one of his sons fell victim to a perpetrator in a very in a terrible crime you can look up all the details if you want they're out there you know for public knowledge and public consumption with elizabeth vargas i feel that she's coming at it from say this television host television presenter journalist standpoint i'm not knocking it that's just my opinion right like she's approaching it the only way she knows how as a journalist as a television host as a news anchor right when it came to walsh it was just a completely different approach and a completely different mindset so that's why i think i i'm not even gonna say that i prefer walsh's uh hosting style or tenure it's just that's what i sort of was conditioned to figure that this show would be like this urgent we gotta get these guys off the streets because they're doing these horrible crimes and they're perpetrating these horrible acts whereas with vargas and looking at it now from say a television production standpoint and what i know having worked in the industry she's approaching it as a new uh, a news anchor and i you know i just i don't get that same sense of now as in that same sense of urgency with Vargas as I do with Walsh just because they're two very different approaches as to how to host this program which is fine if you're gonna ask me which approach I prefer I can't really give you an answer because once kept coming at it from the view of one was a victim of foul play or one of their relatives was a victim of foul play and he's approaching that with that same zeal and gusto as he did when you know his son was unfortunately a victim to a horrible crime and then with Vargas she's looking at it through the eyes of say a journalist and a news anchor now I don't know anything of her personal life other than what's already out there right same thing with John Walsh but I just think they're two very different approaches and I can't really give you an answer as to who I prefer because they're two very different approaches and two very different styles they work but it's just two very different things that I really feel like I have no sort of ground to stand on when it comes to like compare and contrast in terms of who is the better host and who do I prefer. There are certain features that are missing, or at least I feel that are missing um, with this Vargas run uh, that the Walsh version had, like the Dirty Dozen, the 15 Seconds of Shame, although I feel that they covered like the 15 Seconds of Shame with these things they call crime alerts where they cover you know certain lesser known crimes or things that they can sort of get out there in a really short uh, time period as opposed to like the main cases they're covering during the hour that the show is on the air and i suppose that's what they would consider the 15 seconds their equivalent to the 15 seconds of shame on this revival but you know they don't have the dirty dozen anymore um I don't know whether that was just a Walsh thing or it was just something that was introduced during Walsh's tenure. And that's just one of the things I feel that are missing. I know that they have at least one correspondent in this Vargas revival run of America's Most Wanted uh, because I've heard her voice and, you know, she narrated her own piece. With Walsh's run, he had multiple correspondents like uh, Tom Morris and he had several female correspondents i can't remember them off the top of my head but they would narrate their own pieces with this sort of um vargas run you know this revival with elizabeth vargas at the helm i feel that 
you know, the narrator, Andrew Morgado, with this run, is handling, the, he's handling the majority of the narration. Granted, I did hear one female correspondent's voice in there. There may have been more. Uh, I'd have to go back and listen and watch the shows again. Maybe I'll pick up on certain things. I mean, I am recording this on April 6th, and by the time you guys hear and see this, it, it will be April 12th. So, you know, um, I've seen four episodes of the show, and maybe, you know, April 12th is a Monday, so that'll be, I think, episode, that'll be when episode five airs that night when you guys see it. So, I've seen four episodes, and I think four episodes have made it to air, and then by the time this goes live, it'll be the night of episode, it'll be the afternoon of uh, episode five, so... You know, it's a very new revival. It's only been on the air four or five weeks. So perhaps they're planning on introducing things as the show goes on, if the show gets more episodes. But I feel that with this revival, you know, Andrew Morgado, who's the narrator and the voice behind the show, he gets the majority of the voice work, whereas I feel that during the Walsh run, he had the majority of the correspondence handle their own sort of investigative stories and do all their narration and, you know, do most of the work when it came to, say, their stories and their pieces that they, that they wanted to tell. But that's just my feeling on the subject. I know that, like, in 2021, it's much different than it is or, or was between, say, 1988 and 2012-13. Now, I mean, I felt that even... With the Fox run of Walsh's initial run, and then, you know, the show moving over to Lifetime for a season or two, there were some changes there. I mean, it didn't feel as ominous and dark. It didn't feel as serious on Lifetime as it did on Fox. But I'm, you know, just, I'm going to put that up to, say, budget. I don't know, like, Lifetime seems to be a, a smaller network in the States than Fox is. It may even be a smaller network everywhere else than Fox is, because Fox is one of the big four, right? And I could ju- that could just be budget. I don't know. But it didn't feel as serious when the show moved from Fox over to Lifetime for a season or two than it did on Fox. So it was just I'm just assuming that's a budget thing. I don't know. I don't work for either network, but maybe somebody closer to the situation can let me know let me know down in the comments or can set me straight somehow it just it feels it felt smaller you know when it went from fox to lifetime it didn't feel as serious i didn't get that same atmosphere i didn't get that same mood even though like i don't have access to lifetime on a regular basis up here in canada uh but i do have regular access to fox so that's you know i'm I'm only i'm working with what i got right i'm working with the material that i have and it just you know when it was on fox it felt big it felt the atmosphere was set really well it felt dark it felt ominous it felt serious when it got to lifetime and when i did when i was able to see it i didn't get that same feeling right i didn't get that that same serious gotta get them now sort of thing because moving networks it just i don't want to call it a step down it just kind of sort of feels like you're deflating the tires a little bit but that's just my opinion i'm looking at it through the eyes of a fan um having watched the show for several decades and then you know i'm also looking at it through the eyes of someone who's worked in television production where it's just like yeah it's just not the same you know and i'm not saying that change is bad i'm just saying that like it it just feels strange 
to me, right? Or it just felt strange to me at the time. One of the big changes I noticed with this revival is the introduction of the 3D sort of criminal avatars that are sort of life-size 3D-ish portraits of the perpetrators of said crimes that are being profiled on the show. And I, you know what? After watching the first four episodes, they, after four episodes, they've finally grown on me. But when I saw the, you know, the pilot and then I think right up until episode three, I was just kind of like, do they really need those? I mean, I understand that the technology is leaps and bounds ahead of, ahead of where it was in the 80s, 90s, and even the early 2000s and right up until the end of the Walsh run of America's Most Wanted on Fox and even Lifetime. Like, I, I was questioning whether or not they needed those 3D, you know, subject avatars. And I was watching it, you know, last night, April 5th, you know, the latest episode. And I thought, you know what? These work. Granted, it's always, like, change is always something you, you're going to have to get used to, right? It's just how life works. And it's just one of these things that it took several weeks for me to get used to these avatars because they didn't have them when Walsh was hosting the show. Uh, social media is more prevalent. They're really pushing that in 2021. Now, towards the end of Walsh's run of America's Most Wanted, social media was becoming, you know, it was smaller, much smaller than it is today, right? So they were really, they were starting to push that. But now in 2021, they're really pushing that because... It's there. It's this juggernaut. It's this colossal thing that everyone uses, right? They're really pushing the social media aspect of it. Um, the technology is there. They've got these 3D avatars, which admittedly, like I said, has taken a few weeks for me to get used to, but they're cool. They will give you more detail than, say, a regular photograph would. So it's cool that they're using the technology in that way. They still, you know, use photographs. And things that they would have back in the day. But it's cool that they're using new tech and new techniques, new technology, just to sort of bring the show into 2021 and beyond. In closing, like my final remarks, I suppose you could say, I like the revival. I like this iteration. Am I in love with it? Part of me, probably not. Like the advent of new technology and how they're using it, that's cool. However... I don't have the same sense of urgency with Elizabeth Vargas as I did with John Walsh. I don't, I mean, if, again, like I said, it's two different sort of contrasting styles in terms of hosting a program, at least from my vantage point as a fan and as someone who's worked in television production. It's two, just two very different approaches. And they're, you know, not to say that whatever approach is wrong, they're doing things. Walsh did things that he knew how to do and Vargas is doing things that she knows how to do. Their approaches are different. They both get the job done. Is one better than the other? That's up for debate, and that's up for someone else to decide that isn't me, because I really can't give you an answer as to who I prefer. I mean, I like them both in their own way. I can't just say he's better because or she's better because. I like both of these people for what they bring to the table. I mean, the advent of new technology... The way that they're using it now, very cool. The really pushing things on social media, okay, it's there. Why wouldn't they use it? So, you know, you can't fault somebody for that. Um, I like the revival. 
of this show. I really do. Am I in love with it? It's a revival. I'm not the biggest fan of reboots or revivals or remakes or what have you. Like, even though Fox announced that they were going to bring it back at the beginning of last year. I was like, okay. Because even I thought, you know, in watching that or in reading that little blurb on, you know, Fox bringing America's Most Wanted back, I thought, can they get John Walsh back? But then you think about it, he's, I think, signed an exclusive deal with Investigation Discovery in the States to host his new show, In Pursuit, with John Walsh, which I have seen and which I do actually really like. You know, he had The Hunt on CNN after uh, his run on America's Most Wanted ended, which I was kind of meh on. I mean, it, it didn't really, you know, it it felt way too different than what America's Most Wanted is and or was. So I wasn't a big fan of his CNN show when it, uh, The Hunt with John Walsh. But in pursuit, I am a fan of that. It looks, there are some similarities, but there are some differences. And I think that just enough time has passed in where it's different, but it's it, it's familiar, is basically what I'm saying. And it looks familiar, it feels familiar, and when it comes to this America's Most Wanted revival, it's the same thing. It looks familiar, it feels familiar, um, though that there are some differences. Some good, some bad, some in the middle. Either way, you know, Fox is doing what they think is best, and... You just have to wait and see how it pans out. I hope the show gets more episodes. It airs on Monday nights at 9 o'clock. And I just, I want to see where it goes. You know, like as a fan and as someone who's worked in television before, I just, I want every show that's on the air that maybe, whether it's new or whether it's a revival, I want it to do well. You know, I want to see the positive in just about everything. And this is no exception. I want this show to do well now that it's come back. I want it to stay on the air. There are things about it that I like, things about it that I may not, things about it that I'm still kind of in the middle about. But either way, it's on the air and it's doing the best that it can. Um, but there they are. My thoughts on the America's Most Wanted revival currently airing on Fox Mondays at 9 o'clock, hosted by Elizabeth Vargas. Have you watched the revival of America's Most Wanted? If so, let me know down in the comments below. Follow along on social media. There are my thoughts on the America's Most Wanted revival. Thank you again for watching. Please do comment, like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Peace! Thanks for tuning in to Lee Dickey TV on YouTube. Please remember to subscribe, comment, like, and share as well. Please do subscribe to both my podcasts, the Beats and Speaks podcast and Yo Nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Leave us a five-star rating and review as well. Follow the fun on social media at Lee T. Dickey. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And find out more information about me on my official website, LeeTDickey.com. All the links are in the description and show notes down below. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Lee Dickey, comedian, actor, producer, reviewer, and we will see you next time. Peace! LeeTDickey.com